We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Support for Armchair comes from Manscaped, who's number one in men's blow-the-belt grooming. Manscaped offers precision engineered tools for your family jewels. I'm sure some of you saw what happened to Penn State quarterback Sean Clifford on Saturday. He talked a big game and got his balls clipped. That happens. It sucks. But not anymore with the Lawnmower 2.0 with skin-safe technology that's easy on the sack to avoid the nicks and snacks and maybe those three interceptions on Saturday. Go to manscaped.com, enter the promo code armchair for 20% off your first purchase and free shipping. You get a box goodie such as a crop preserver. It's a deodorant for your balls. Again, go to manscaped.com, enter the promo code armchair. Don't ruin your weekend like a college football game can. Alright guys, welcome into another Pit Panther Rants, another Sports Rants podcast, or I should say Panther Rants podcast for abbreviated, presented by Armchair Media, take a seat. So much has happened since I last uh, podcasted. I uh, tried to uh, do a podcast yesterday, but we got a new ad for uh, Blue Chew because um, we're not doing, you know, we're not... We're doing uh, Manscaped in my and uh, Blue Chew this week, so if you're um, you know if you're a guy and you're heavily into the um, you know below the belt thing, on top of the grooming, we got the, the uh, we got the boner pills. So I'll be giving you more information on that, and for your ladies as well. If you're listening to this, hey, you know, I mean, or if you know a guy who grooms or he needs that extra confidence. You know, this is some good stuff here. Well, of course, you know, I think with the blue chew, though, you're going to need a. Um, you're going to need to do a um, online thing. So I'm sure you know doing a Facetime with a doctor and seeing that you're a female, trying to get boner pills wouldn't be a good. You know, I don't think it will work. Yeah, just um, you know, just easily you know slip them the code. You know, slip them the promo code, and you know, you'll have to tell them. You know. Be up front and tell him about it because you know, he may get insulted. But, you know, you just say, hey, you know, it's just a little, you know. It's like, uh, say, when Barry Bonds and Canseco and McGuire were taking those roids to hit 70 home runs. Hey, you're hitting 50 homers now in bed. You want to hit 70, 80 homers? I mean, come on. All right, I'm, I'm getting away from a lot of topics here. Um, yeah, we'll get to that, you know, in a few, you know, midway through the thing. All right. Saturday, we saw a bunch of college football games. We'll talk about that. Obviously, Pitt, after uh, having that big win against Florida State at home, with the I guess played played Nickel State, being eighteen and a half point favorites, and they uh, lost. 
and there was just a lot. There was um, leading up to that. It seemed it seemed a lot. What lot happened between that game and Nickel State? Uh, basically, Jeff Capel kicked them on a practice Friday because they were pretty much had their heads up their asses, is what that was said after the Morabba Morris game. And he pretty much had some stuff to say, some strong words after that um, loss against Nickel State. You know, he basically said that, uh, you know, these guys aren't good as, as they said they are. And I think one thing that um, he really uh, clarified is, we, you know, on social media, we see a lot of videos being made of Pitt doing this, doing these bricks and all this other crap. And Jeff Cable, you know, reiterated that we're more than just, you know, these uh, social media videos. We're actually a program that's trying to get better. And, you know... We're more than just uh, these these videos, these speeches. Because anyone can make videos of speeches. If your team sucks, your team sucks. But um, Saturday, Pitt was an 18.5-point favorite against uh, Nickel State and lost outright. They were 10.5-point uh, favorites against Robert Morris last night. And they, cut, they, uh, they were tied at halftime. They got off to a bad start in that game last night. And I think you can you can attribute some of that to Robert Morris's new arena. There, this was the first game in their new home, and obviously there was going to be a lot of excitement, a lot of fanfare. You know, Pitt. You know they they start off hot, but then Robert Morris went on a big run themselves. They were up, I think at one point they were up seventeen eight, but Pitt would eventually recover and tie and tie it at halftime. And then the second half was a different story. Robert Morris just didn't have an answer for them. Uh, there's a bit, there's a lot of talk of Xavier Johnson about his performance. I guess people are saying that he's just not good. He sucks. Um, Xavier Johnson's in year two right now, and yeah, he's off to a bad start right now. He he could he did he did contribute a good bit last night. I mean, not not on the points, but he had some assists and rebounds. He'll get better. It's just that. Uh, he was really good last year, and so teams have to really watch what he's doing. I mean, they're going to key on him more. And that's why we have guys like Terrell Brown, uh, Trey McGowan, and Ryan Murphy. We have guys like that that can step in when um, Xavier Johnson has his bad game. Because you saw what happened last night. He struggled. Ryan Murphy, Trey McGowan, and Terrell, Terrell Brown all picked up the slack, and things were good. But... Um, they got West Virginia next, and that's, uh, I believe, a um, Friday game. Yes, it's a Friday game. And then Monday after that, they got Monmouth. They got Pine Bluff Thursday, the 21st, and they got Kansas State the 25th. And then they have a little Thanksgiving break. So their schedule isn't easy. And I believe Monmouth's that team that um, they, they had a lot of buzz for doing all those bench dances. Because they were winning games, and of course, you know, like any mid-major, they have to win their tournament to actually be taken seriously as an NCAA candidate. You know, they lost in the tournament, and of course, they ran a 19, I guess. I don't know if they they dancing there. Who knows? Who cares? But uh, West Virginia will be a tough game. I'll talk about that more probably later in the week. Well, if I podcast on Friday, maybe I'll talk about it. But uh, you don't have it in front of me to really break it down. Uh, Pitt, Pitt, Pitt basketball had a, um, uh, shit. 
let's dial that back. Pitt football had a bye week because Pitt basketball hasn't. I'm sorry, guys. I was working until 3 a.m. last night doing reboots, and no matter how, how strong I made this coffee, it just isn't going to do it right. But anyways, Pitt's got North Carolina. They're out of the ACC Coastal you know, race. Pitt's still somewhat in it, but uh, UVA has one last ACC game left, and if they get past Virginia Tech, we're, then we're pretty much, you know, it's all all she wrote. And, you know, if, if, if we don't uh, get the Coastal, it's fine. Just uh, just went out the rest of your damn slate and get that 9-3. and three. I'm sure, but knowing us, our luck went up like 8-4. and four. Because we can't really expect, you know, have high expectations of, although nine and three, you know, for some people was low expectations, depending on the program. I mean, if you're Bama, nine and three sucks. You want to fire Nick Saban. Us nine and three is like a banner year. I mean, it's for us. It's you know, it's a big thing, and I guess it's a chance to go to 10, 10 wins. And does Michigan State though consider Pat Narduzzi a serious candidate though if Mark D'Antonio is gone? There's talk that Mark D'Antonio may retire after this year, and they may go after Pat Narduzzi. I think Pat Narduzzi will get a call and probably get an interview. I just don't see him going to Michigan State. I mean, he, he, I think he'll stay at Pitt, but on the other hand, I think Michigan State will probably give the job to somebody else because there, there's a lot of other candidates they can go after. Uh, Luke Fickle is the obvious one because he's at Cincinnati. He's with, he's with an AAC team. And I'm sure, you know, AAC is a bad conference. They got plenty of teams ranked in the top 25. But at the end of the day, they're not a power conference. So, so much for that. There's Matt Roll at Baylor. He's got them at 9-0, but... I don't know how that's going to plan out. I think they just gave Roll an extension. And on top of that, they're going to fight like hell to keep Roll at Baylor. Baylor has the money to do it. I don't think Michigan State will dump a whole lot of money to, to lure Matt Roll. It's going to be somebody else. I don't see it being Narduzzi. I think he'll, but I think they'll give him a courtesy interview because that's just how that is. But looking at the uh, North Carolina game, they start off pretty hot with wins against Miami and North and South Carolina. They fizzled. Their last game they played, they um, got into a um, shootout with UVA and lost 38-31. Before that, they, um, and they're, they're also coming off a bye week. They haven't played since uh, November 2nd. So that can work out for Pitt as well because they're coming off, hey, they're coming off a bye week as well. In fact, they've had probably, actually they've had the same amount of time off as we have. So, I'm looking at this game to be a low-scoring one because both teams will be flat. Uh, it depends on which team shows up for North Carolina. It could be uh, the one that lost to UV 30-31. It could be the team that beat Duke 2017, or it could be the team that lost to Virginia Tech 43-41 in overtime, or it could be the team that beat Georgia Tech 30-22. It's, they're very, it's very up and down with them. They average more yards from the ground than we do in passing just by not, not much. But we've, we've beat them in total defense. In fact, their, uh, off, their offensive line isn't that good, and they allow th- over three sacks a game. So that's a big thing there, is basically Pitt's going to have to get pressure on the quarterback because it's one of those uh, spread offenses again because uh, Mac Brown wanted to do the, wants to do the air raid. 
basically same thing as any other offense we've seen this year. Rinse, repeat. All Pitt needs to do is get pressure on the quarterback, make him uncomfortable, make him scared, make him shake in his boots. And I think, uh, I mean, yeah, make him make his mistakes as well. And I think we'll be fine. Now, there's one thing to note. I know we've been harping on the running game. Now, I'm looking at Athlon Sports. And in Pitt's first three contests, they averaged 87 yards on the ground. Their last six contests, they've averaged 153 yards on the ground. So the, the running game is trending upwards. It's getting better. And, you know, we have a bunch of guys sharing the, you know, the load. I mean, you know, A.J. Davis, Vincent Davis, Todd Sibley. I mean, we got a bunch of guys that are sharing the load of this, you know, for the running game. Passing game is getting there. I mean, obviously, we – with Taser Mack, Maurice French, and, um, you know, Shockey Jockey's really starting to step up. Um. One thing that uh, the Athletics pit, as you know, he's on Twitter. I uh, mentioned that uh, you know Pickett's shoulder was hurting from the Syracuse game, and maybe with the extra rest, maybe he'll be able to throw better and be a little more, be a little more confident in the pocket. But uh, I look for this game to be a low-scoring game and a one in a uh, one-score game because both these teams have a lot of one-score games, and I like Pitt in this one. I think um, I think Pitt wins by at least. Uh, well, let's see. Mm. I say, I say, give us a field goal. Touchdown at the most. It's gonna be, but it's gonna be a low-scoring game. You know, I don't see. You know, given both teams being off a of, off a of bye week, they're going to be um, flat because Pitt always is usually, and I'm sure North Carolina will be as well. But um, defensively, we should be fine. We have Demar Hamlin coming back, although we play well without him anyway. But still, we have um, you know really good defense, and uh, hopefully uh, we. Actually score a lot of points, and that'd be nice, actually, if we did that. We're not so reliant on our defense, but whatever. Anyways, that game is um, Thursday night game, tomorrow. So stay tuned, guys. Now, as we look at the rest of the ACC, we saw Clemson beat North uh, NC State 55-10. People got a big deal about this because they said North Carolina, I guess Clemson ran up the score. If you look at the box score, they were up 14 nothing at halftime, and all they did really was add 13 points in the second half. It's not like they, you know, dropped another 28 on them. I mean, if you score 42 at halftime and you're up 42, you know, nothing. I mean, scoring like 13 isn't so, such a bad deal. I mean, they outscored NC State in the second half, 13-10, so that's really not bad. So I'm not sure why people are screaming about this. Or made a bit such a big deal about it. Notre Dame beat Duke thirty to seven. Virginia Tech knocked off Wake Forest. So the Hokies really, you know, they've ever since that Duke loss, they've recovered pretty well and they're bowl eligible. Florida State beat Boston College thirty to thirty one. Florida State's now five and five and are looking to go, you know, to a bowl game. I'm not, maybe the bully, well, it's Billy Taggart firing. Um. Gave them some new life. I don't know. But after the last time Florida State went to the uh, college playoff, they were really trending downward. And I think maybe Jim Fisher left Willie Taggart a bigger mess than we think. It, it's not totally Willie Taggart. It's whatever he was left. Georgia Tech lost to Virginia 33-28. So Virginia has one ACC game left, so... 
They win that. They beat they beat the Hokies, and that's it. Uh, Miami destroyed Louisville 52-27. I was surprised by this game. I figured Miami and Louisville would give them a game, but Miami just took them out and took them out early. Um, top 25, two games that really stand out, as we all know. Actually, three. Uh, Bama and LSU. I didn't watch most of this because I was at the park with my kids. But I saw the halftime score was 33-13, which surprised the hell out of me that LSU was beating that badly. Which means that um, obviously Joe Burrow is the real deal. Bama did come back at the end, but you know it was like pretty much they were done anyway. So I'm really surprised by this. And plus we got – obviously we're going to have two SEC teams in the college football playoff, probably whether we like it or not because that's what people – that's what they want. It drives rings up. I mean you, you got to have Bama. That's just how it is. But they're fifth ranked. They're weighing the wings to scoop up the, the other one. But I think the um, – say if Baylor wins out and maybe if you, even if Minnesota wins out, then maybe it gives Ohio State a one loss if, they, if, if it is Ohio State. And say if these teams are left out of the college football playoff, I think there's going to be a lot more outrage. So keep an eye on that. Minnesota beat Penn State 31-26. The over on this game was 40, I think 47 and a half or 48. I took the over in this game because I figured that um, it was going to be a high-scoring game. But I thought, I thought Penn State would win, though, in a shootout. If you watch the Michigan game, Michigan exposed a lot of the Penn State secondary. Josh Gaddis called one hell of a game for Michigan. He was doing pretty good early on in that game. The problem is, is that Michigan wasn't executing; they weren't scoring points. And then you know, towards then they did, and all, you know, one drop pass was the difference between them going, you know, Penn State winning or going to overtime. If that game goes to overtime, though, I think Michigan wins it. But uh, this time around, Penn State was unable to snatch victory from Jaws of Defeat. They fell down early, you know, on the opening drive. I, you know, one, one thing I mentioned a few weeks ago was that Sean Clifford was floating his passes. He did on the opening drive, and it was an interception. And it was funny because, you know, a Penn State troll called me up as a hater. And I, wasn't, I mean, I've been pretty, pretty complimentary to Sean Clifford. I just said if he keeps playing his passes, it's going to come back to bite him. Well, that first drive it did. The second pick, he threw up his back foot, but there was a pass interference it looked like, and it didn't get called. The only thing I think of is the refs probably didn't see you know, it happen because you had one defender behind the receiver trying to tackle him before the ball's coming down, and you got another uh, defensive back from Minnesota trying to make a play on the ball. But I thought the momentum of the game was was going to turn in the second half when Minnesota pinned Penn State back deeper on the territory and they punted. It looked like Minnesota was going to go for the kill, but they fumbled and Penn State converted to a touchdown. And you figured then things were going to uh, go Penn State's way. They get a stop late, and they, you know I thought the you know I thought the you know Clifford made one hell of a throw. And catch his receiver, and I thought he was going to take it to the house. And he just like I don't know, I don't know what it was. It was like a Mister Mom type thing where Jack Butler looks like he's going to win the race and falls on purpose. But this guy just like stopped like he was trying to make a move, and he got tackled. 
I think if he had just kept running, he would have made it to the end zone. But Penn State, you know, had the ball at the two-yard line, but then a pass interference call stretched it to, you know, first, you know, first and whatever, you know, a goal line situation from like the twenty, and Clifford threw a pick, and there was some, you know, obviously some stuff going on there. I mean, it's basically your prototypical uh, Big Ten game in November. It's a big game, and obviously the officiating is going to do teams wrong one way or the other. That's how Big Ten games always are. Uh, if I'm a Penn State fan, if I'm am I panicking, probably not. Um, they got they got to play Ohio State. Well, first you got to get past twenty fourth ring Indiana, which I'm sure they'll do that. I mean, I mean Indiana's tw- I mean Indiana's twenty fourth ranked, which shocks the hell out of me. I mean, good for them, but they're they're still Indiana, so Penn State should blow them out. They, then they got Ohio State. And I think, you know, what Penn State needs is they, they need to beat Ohio State because nobody's challenged Ohio State this year at all. And, of course, they're going to need Michigan, you know, to continue on their, uh, their, their uh, you know, improvement and beat Ohio State. It could happen because Jim Harbaugh really needs this win. So I think, um, you know, if that happens, I think you can see, you can see Penn State playing in the uh, – you can see them playing in the uh, big, uh, you know, Big Ten uh, title game, and they may play Minnesota again. You know that, that this scenario c- could happen. So because, well, the thing is, is um, they'd have to make Justin Smith throw because he's not. You know, he's more of a runner than a thrower, and it could happen for Penn State. It could. Um, but um, they were they need some help from Michigan. I know, I know people want to fire Jim Harbaugh or get rid of him, but I think you need to give Jim Harbaugh more time with Josh Gaddis because he's got an actually good offensive coordinator now. And I think good things are going to happen for Michigan. They just have to be very patient. Um, but I'm, they're, I mean, they're improving a lot now. Guys, remember when you wanted their sex? Now you can get better performance and have that extra confidence. It's kind of like a Mark Whipple playbook. Go to BlueChew.com. It's blue like the color. We bring in the first chewable tablet, like Viagra and Cialis. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full or empty stomach. And a chewable, they were twice as fast as a pill. So you can be bringing the opportunity arises. So if you want to be walking around like PJ Fleck with a big swinging boner after a big win on Saturday, go to BlueChew.com. Enter a promo code ARMCHAIR. Your first store will be free. All you got to do is pay for shipping. Again, go to BlueChew.com. Promo code armchair. And get that big swinging boner and get that sex like George Michael. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. BlueChew.com. Armchair. <laughs> Woo. I feel like, you know, I feel like if you ever watch on The State on MTV, I feel like Barry and LaVon, you know, that, that little skit those guys used to do. 
where they would play, um, what was it, sexual healing. And, like, I think there was one where they had, like, they had a big thing of pudding, and they were, like, um, rubbing their ass in it. And, of course, there was the, uh, I think it was the um, the couch they bought, or the love seat. And they put on, I guess, what did they say? Well, we put on layaway. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Anyways, guys. Over the weekend, you saw the Steelers won. They're 5-4 and four now. Mason Rudolph came back. Uh, they beat the Rams 17-12. Jared Goff obviously can't score away from home. So I don't know why people are freaking out about this, about him, you know, struggling. He can't play. I mean, he's still a work in progress. He just happened to go to a Super Bowl, and they had to give him a whole bunch of money because of it. Well, they really didn't have to give him money. They weren't obligated, but they did. It's kind of like with Colin Kaepernick, who's getting a tryout here pretty soon, you know, with some teams. He took the Niners to the Super Bowl. I mean, they gave him some money. I mean, initially when they gave him that big contract, I wasn't crazy about it because I said, you know, t- you know, he the way he plays, teams are going to figure him out eventually. But if the I mean, if the Forty Niners don't give him that money, somebody else is going to give it to him. So, and, I mean, quarterbacks are a premium, and you need a good quarterback. And so. At the time, yeah, it, it, it kind of made sense. I just I don't know if I would have dumped all that money into him because I figured teams would figure him out, which they eventually did. Actually, um, Lance Zerline, who does um, you know the sports radio down here in Houston, mentioned that um, when Green Bay couldn't figure him out, they went to Texas A and M to learn the offense that they were running in San Francisco. And eventually, you know, just figured how they could stop it, and that's how they were able to stop Colin Kaepernick. And if you look at Lamar Jackson, he has the same uh, offensive coordinator as Colin Kaepernick did when he had San Francisco. So they have the same coordinator. So teams will eventually will figure out Lamar Jackson. So my curiosity is how, how Lamar develops his game. He's you know he's lining it up. I mean, but eventually he's going to have to stop running. And not to, not to mention teams are going to you know they're they're going to get more play play film on him. I mean New England. Sure, they lost that game, but you gotta be eerie about these type of ga- these type of games. Ben Roethlisberger, in his first ever start against New England, he blew up New England. He lit them up, and then New England had film on him. So when we, when we got the AFC title game weeks later or months later, I should say, they knew how to stop Ben, and they end up in the Super Bowl. We didn't, but but we went back the next year though. So. You know, those are some things to talk about. Um, obviously, the Astros are are talk now about the stealing signs, and I guess I'll, maybe I'll get into that later in the week. But I just want to you know talk about North Carolina, about the recap, and of course about the new uh, men's products. Obviously, my uh, podcast has become the leader in uh, men's uh, below the belt health, whether it's shaving or whether it's uh, you know erections. So. If you know somebody who wants some extra edge, hey, pass the promo codes. We're all we're all human beings. And kudos to the Pitt women basketball. They were down seventeen against Central Connecticut State at the half. They destroyed them in the second half and got the win. Uh, good for Lance White. You know, good for the ladies. Uh, I know it's snowing out there. It's been stay you know stay safe out there, guys. Uh, enjoy the game tomorrow. I'll be watching it. Hell to pit. Talk to you later. Look around. You can find cars like these on Auto Trader. 
like that car riding your tail. Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on Auto Trader too. Are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time? Well, multitasking pro, cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on Auto Trader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader.